Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your co-host Cliff Schechter here with the immeasurable, irredeemable, here oh. something else. Oh, I can, be, I can be measured. Irrigatable? Can you be irrigated? Irrigatable? I don't th- no, I don't think so. It does. Sound, it does almost sound like irritable, a like a irritable bowel syndrome. I know. Although that, with... that's probably more on point. But yes, yeah. um, okay. we're getting up there. Poop. I don't think we're gonna have a poop show today, so we're, we're getting up there. Uh, we can yeah. save that for the end of the show when we need something to laugh about when we talk yeah. about how the world is about to end. Um, John Arvosis is the guy's name I'm talking about, of course. Um, I'm Cliff Schachter. We have a bunch of topics today, and I will yeah. kick it to, to John to, to show yeah. what those may be. Yeah. So start a little bit of funny about Madison Cawthorn. Um, then Jimmy Carter. Really interesting new stuff from Jimmy Carter about 2016 elections saying that Trump didn't win, which is very interesting. Um, we're going to weigh in on the Supreme Court gerrymandering case that was awful. Um and uh, oh, a little bit on GOP disinformation and how it works. I've got a nice – we talk about it a lot, but I've got a nice concrete example. Um, and then maybe a little bit too about that trucker protest in Canada, the COVID bullshit denier, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But first, Cliff has a funny. Well, funny, it's, Cliff, a, funny. It's, it's, it's like a um, – it's a, it's a funny and it's also a parable all at the same time, Oh, boy. John. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, it's really not that deep here. I uh, – after – I believe it's been 14 years now, which should make me cry. 13, hmm. 14 years of being on Twitter, got my first suspension. Oh no! Um, what did you do? I was I'm in Twitter jail for 12 hours, and I didn't realize Ooh. I was starting at 8 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. this morning. I assume some right wingers um, went and reported me for being the evil, nefarious, uh, you know, conspiratorial yes. Jew. Jew. Well, I'm a Jew, which means it's funny. The other day, somebody <laughs> tweeted something at like the cabal of Miseless Brothers and Jordy. And they're uh, Jewish, we, by the way. Well, all right. Well, let me get to that point. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jordy was like, was his, Jordy's response was, why is it always with a cabal of these people? And I was like, hmm, I think it has something to do with your names being Miseless and you're being brothers. So you're a family. You're a family of Jews. So like you guys, you're the new Soros, essentially. That's um, what they took down? No, 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 no. I'm oh. laughing at, at oh, okay. of course, other people can do that because, as we know, you can you can make up misinformation about COVID that gets people killed all day long, like right. Tucker Carlson and still have a Twitter right. account. What did I do? So some dweeb uh, named Andrew Follett or something, I don't know, he works mm-hmm. for the Club for Growth. So yeah. that should give you an idea if you guys don't know who the Club for Growth are. They're like the far right wing economic yeah, uh, yeah. Part, you know, super PAC, i.e. of the Republican Party. It was originally yeah. started by that weird loser guy oh. with the glasses. Grover. Like, Grover. Grover, but then that other one who wrote for the Wall Street Journal editorial page. He's like this weird, dorky. Bill Maher used to have him on. I can't, he's mm. just the most socially inept. I can't okay. think of his name right now. Okay. Think, so they start club, so the club for growth. So he came after me because I said something about, you know, something about Glenn Youngkin. And I, I, right. I just mentioned about him getting rid of the mask mandate. So right. somebody asked, was like, how are you going to unify all Virginians? And I said, apparently he's going to unify all Virginians in sickness. And this guy came in like, it's like, your mask's not working. Joe Biden's the one who told us not to get, you know, their usual stuff. It's Joe Biden's fault. He told us not to get vaccinated. So I didn't really feel like much like, you know, he had a guy has a blue check mark and has hair, doesn't have a huge number of followers. Right. It's club for growth. So I just thought I'd throw off a response. 
and uh, and move on. So I was like, I said, yes, it was all Joe, Bob- Joe Biden's fault, little cultist. Okay, to prove that I, that you're right, how about you go inject some bleach and shine a bright uh, light? Oh, oh. I said, I said it, yeah. And I was just obviously, I thought it was the yeah, 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 yeah. most evident. I said. It's a, it's a good little cultist. Go inject some bleach and put a uh, ultraviolet right. and light on your goes. asshole right. and right. see how that goes for you. And, right. and apparently that was enough that I was encouraging right, somebody right. to commit suicide. Oh, God. Again, the president of the United States said that on TV. Right. You were encouraging he, them to heal themselves. Exactly. He, I could have told him to drink his own urine. That would have been even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but apparently – like. The president of the United States yeah. remember, said that on TV, and like he didn't get banned from Twitter, by the way, when he said that. Um, it yeah. took a while. It's just you know the, the yeah, different yeah, yeah. rules of Twitter. I'm, I'm I mean, sure I will. Them- I will give them. I will give them credit though, Cliff, because to some degree, what they're doing is they just don't want to get into the nuance, and they're like anybody talking about injecting bleach, gone. You know what I mean? So like, True. I get it. My, my, but- I would tell you that my problem is that I bet I could search right now and find other people. It's oh, not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah, yeah. not consistently enforced. No, no. Actually, somebody reported you. Yeah, he and if they you. did that to me, because yeah. somebody reported me, yeah. and th- and they consistently did that to everybody else, I would say, okay, yeah. all good. Yeah. Um, it's not a big deal to me either. I'll probably get more work done yeah. today. <laughs> but, well, but in, do, in good, well, in good. Well, go on. Sorry, yeah, go on. I'm just. I, I'll just finish by saying yeah. I do. I do find it hilarious that like that 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 me just basically responding to this asshole by being equally an asshole was right. somehow taken to be you know by them that I'm encouraging him to right. commit suicide. Hey guys, it's John. Just a quick break to ask you to please consider subscribing to our podcast if you aren't already. And if you really want to be a mensch, or the female version of mensch, whatever that is, maybe it's both, I don't know, Uh, Cliff would know, maybe you could even subscribe and be a paid subscriber to our podcast, which would be totally cool. So go over to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast, that's unprecedented with an S like president, and uh, you can subscribe for as little as five bucks a month. You could really help us out and uh, be a strong supporter of our community. Thanks so much for listening. Here's the rest of the show. I will say, because Twitter's been notoriously bad, but and we're not going to get into the details, but I had a bunch of nasties come after me on Twitter about a week ago. And Twitter pulled like two dozen tweets, which means that just like you, they froze the accounts until people uh, you know, deleted the tweets. And two or three of the accounts, they blo- they, they, they deleted. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Now, mind you, they deleted because they then went and looked at the other tweets and went, holy shit, this is somebody who just like, you know, racist, homophobic, you know, everything attacks on anybody. That, But and mind you, these are lefties. What you're saying is this was a pattern of, of behavior. They found a pattern of behavior. But the point is they looked at my one tweet I reported where the person used like a racist or homophobic thing against me. And then they actually looked at the rest of the account and went, holy shit, and banned the whole account. So right. they've they've gotten better, and this was immediate. No, no, the, by the way, no, they they've gotten better. I'm just laughing because again, like I have never once, on purpose, yeah, 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 yeah. never would encourage anyone to commit suicide. Sure, I know that this sure, guy, Bleach Man, John, Bleach I know Man. This guy, this guy clearly is enough of a cultist asshole that he would, you know, yep. try to defend that. But in any case, All it right. is what it is. Madison Cawthorn. So here's the tweet Madison Cawthorn puts out last night. Madison Cawthorn, far right Republican Trumper. He's the young like guy the in the vacation wheel. at the Eagles Nest. Like, like at the at Trump at, exactly at, at Hitler's like resort or whatever. Um he's Hitler's the summer retreat in in Bavaria. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
He's the young, I would say attractive, blonde, um, Aryan looking, uh, Trumper, Republican, wheelchair member of Congress. I mean, like, put that all together. You'll go, oh, yeah, that's the guy. Also, well, I need to throw this out there because huh. they're always pushing their little gun stuff. As somebody who actually has been around and understands guns, yeah. me, shot on a riflery squad and shot all sorts mm-hmm. of handguns on a range up in New Hampshire in summers because of that. He also took a video of he and his buddies shooting at a range. And like the, 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 what they were doing literally mm-hmm. was the kind of thing that would have gotten me banned from right. the gun range forever. They were taking video where guys were up to his side in front of him. So he would draw oh. his gun quickly. Oh. And if, if, when he drew it to, to try to shoot straight forward, any slip of the hand or whatever, where he was shot in front of him? a little bit, the guys mm-hmm. filming him were in front of him to the oh. side. Oh, God. So even, you, you, the rules of, 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 of right. ranges are no one ever ever yeah. steps in front of you anywhere yeah. on the sides or whatever. I mean, it was anybody, yeah. I think Ruben Ooh. Gallego jumped in a couple other people. Anybody who knows anything oh. about guns, was oh. like, you're a cosplay fucking clown. Yeah, because I don't. If you ever obvious. learned the yeah. rules, you would never, like one of your guys could yeah. die easily. Okay, so, go ahead. So he tweets last night, and then we're going to say why this is funny. The left wants to destroy the nuclear family in America. <laughs> okay. Madison. That's you. Uh, Madison Tom. got divo- got you married. Your family. Exactly. Madison got married last year and divorced within eight months. Oh, was that the one he met through the guy who he met in Russia and but wasn't yes. really in Russia, but yes. took like a nineteen-hour boat trip when yes. his back was killing him? But maybe he yes. didn't. But yeah. Okay. I wish. Damn it. See, I had that clip, but I probably deleted it off my phone. Yeah, where he and then and especially when he got to the part. Well, we were in uh, you know Scandinavia and Sweden and stuff, and then we um well we uh uh, uh well we oh well, no, like we just suddenly decided hey let's go gamble in St. Petersburg. No, no, but up. Cliff, but Cliff, what he he literally did what I'm saying though. He said, well, we were in Sweden, Scandinavia, and then we uh we uh we uh went to oh when he was on uh, TV, you're saying he did that, yeah, yeah. He goes, we uh went to uh, uh Russia. <laughs> he, got, he got he got all uncomfortable but the fact, he, the fact that yeah. he even threw out there like oh yeah if we just figured it was a trip we'd take to go yeah. you know because uh, you know because he figured people would look at a map and be like oh sweden st petersburg they don't look that far yeah. away and that most people wouldn't even know where the hell sweden was for anybody that did and knows that yes it is close yep. physically and if he'd flown it would have been not that long of a trip but a ferry trip's 19 or 20 or 35. I don't remember how many hours. Oh, it was, it was like 35 course. hours or something crazy. In any case, yeah. but the main point is Mr. Family Values is the guy who married some woman through weird circumstances and eight months later divorced her. Or, excuse me, or was divorced by her. Don't know which. But eight months in, he gets a divorce. Right. Eight months. I mean, it's not like, you know, after a couple of years, you don't get along. Eight months? <laughs> like, but and now, again, and he has- Do you remember a- the first thing I ever did- in, in like that I think was married a Russian and got divorced. Yes, that was the first thing. The second thing I ever did yes. that was popular, I guess what got relatively popular in, in this world mm-hmm. we're in. Well, I had a segment, people may laugh now because my mm-hmm. politics are different. <laughs> but yeah. the young Turks, back when we were more seeing eye to eye on things, right? Um the I used to I had a segment on their show called Republican Sex Capades. You can still right. find certain clips of it on Twitter. Right. And the whole thought behind it was it sort of started off around 2005, six with, with every one of these guys who were, you know, who we knew it, or earlier in that had gone after Bill Clinton mm-hmm. and they all were having affairs. And the whole point of Republican oh, right, sex right, right. like Larry Craig, the stuff about him came out, right. the stuff about, stuff about, what was his name, Schrock, 
the one that was like oh Aaron Sh- Aaron Sh- Schrock yeah not or Aaron Schock. the first Schrock the one from Virginia who was trying to get oh. marriage and then he was calling gay porn lines yeah yeah and yeah like, yeah I forget the name oh, but yes yes I almost yes. wrote a book I almost brought yes. it all together into a book uh, I was thinking about at the time because the whole point Sex of it was pay. you could have a theme song well too, the whole point yeah. was it was projection. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, these yeah, yeah, guys yeah. that yell the most about mm. about wanting, oh, you have to be happy in your family are either all divorced, cheating on their wives, secretly gay, or something else. Yep. Like none of them, none of them are actually yeah, 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 happy yeah, yeah, yeah. in those relationships. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, Always. just a point worth making at times. Yep. Marjorie in any case, was cheating on the husband with the with the gym instructor. Lauren Bobert's, you know, husband was whipping out his penis and got arrested for it at a playground with teenage girls. But hey, it goes on hey. There, but for the grace of God, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't do that? Really? <laughs> who doesn't I mean, do that? <laughs> who among us hasn't been tempted? Maybe he had an itch. He had an itch. See, now I'm going to get banned from Twitter again just for saying this stuff. I know. You're going to think being serious, and they're going to be like, "We heard oh, you God. said that on your podcast, and you're not banned." Uh, so, Jimmy Carter news. This, this is this one's actually very interesting, actually, because they got people upset. Uh, you can imagine the much gnashing of teeth. Sorry. As I say, I, I, if I, what you're about to say is what I think you're about to say. This isn't new. I think it got more attention this time, but he's been saying this for a while. Okay, interesting. That I did not know, but he apparently just yes. said it again. So Jimmy Carter, I'm quoting – I think it's a political piece. I think – this is the quote. I think a full investigation would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election and was put into office because the Russians interfered on his behalf. Uh, pressed by the moderator and historian John Meacham, who's very good, on whether he believes Trump is an illegitimate president, ba- Carter smiled, <laughs> stared and smiled and said, well, basically what I said, I can't retract. Now, so wait, where, this was an interview. Uh, he was sitting on a panel. Or, or, or I should say, being he wouldn't be on a panel. He would be but in he the Carter said Center. This out loud. Before, okay, um, that I did not know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and, and, yeah. I mean, what? I, I again, and I saw that that I saw the the, the stuff. You know, hmm. you know the goofball stuff said by Liz Mayer, which you responded to. Yes, she's a, yes. She's a Republican consultant who's sort of a never Trumper, but sometimes is better and then sometimes she's, worse. She's yeah. never Trumper ish. Let's say she's how about this? Yeah. She's never Trump curious. What she there you go. She's a cute. Um, she's a cute. Um, but 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 the thing about that is again, and like these are the kinds of things that are, that you you don't need to get into that hmm. deeply and whatever. But I took a class when I was a uh, when I was an undergrad with hmm. this brilliant woman who's written about fifteen books now on political communications hmm. called Kathleen Hall. Her name's Kathleen Hall. James. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And she has since left the Annenberg Center there. So I think she left, retired from that. So now she can kind of say what she really thinks and do what she right. really thinks. She wrote a book which analyzed all this stuff because as a prof- you know, professional in communications, she right. can kind of look at how and, – and her conclusion in that book was, yes, Hillary Clinton would have won. And her whole point was right. we're not talking about even now changed votes right. or anything as nefarious as like somebody flipping votes in a computer. But right. the amount of time. Because of what the Russians did, because of them leaking those emails, because of the dissension they caused between <clears> the Hillary and Bernie people, the, that what what that what that DNC convention should have been is this huge show of like we're all in this together fighting Donald right. Trump and blah, blah, blah. instead what it turned into was people Bingo. you know Democrats and the left fighting with each other. They manipulated people yeah. on the far left yeah. and targeted them 
you know, uh, at the time, I mean, look, this is the, the, what was that one Guccifer who turns out was a Russian agent? I mean, yeah, uh, it was it was that, Russian military intelligence, or Guccifer 2.0 I mean, or whatever. Yeah. Never bring up the yeah. fact when Glenn yeah. Greenwald opens his fat yap that he literally at the time was communicating with that person, claiming yeah. they had information yeah. and denied forever that that this was a person yeah. uh, that, that, you know, was was a Russian whatever. So the hilarity yeah. was people like Glenn are like there was no collusion. He was colluding. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you add all that up, don't like take all the other stuff aside. There was so much time that Hillary Clinton's campaign had to spend. Just the hack. Defensive. Just the hack. Alone. Just the hack and just the other yeah. stuff that happened along the way. So much time trying to win over Bernie people. So much yeah. time on all yeah. of this stuff because of what they did. Well, also, it, Cliff, I mean, yeah. also, they, it, it, if I could just jump in, but it changed the narrative. The the hack was released, I believe it was the afternoon of the Access Hollywood tape. Correct. The Russians literally did it, whether it was intentional or not, had to be intentional, but but they could have, you know, but either way, it doesn't really matter because you've either worked way, on campaigns. if you've got something, oh, of course it was somebody, intentional, the, 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 oh. the naive thing to do, if you've got an awful hmm. piece of, of oppo or whatever it is on somebody, right. when you get in a campaign is to, is to release it right away. Right. The smart person holds it right. and waits for the right. time when they're either going to need to release it to stop something that's hitting them. Or when it comes out on its own and you want to add, right. add right. to the flames and just blow no. it up. Oh, no, it was on purpose. Well, I, let me put a couple of things. One, it clearly was on purpose anyway. And then begs the question, and mind you, let's look back at 2016 with 2022 eyes. Whatever people thought at the time, although a lot of us were suspicious, now in retrospect, do you really think Donald Trump wouldn't have been willing to pick up the phone or have one of his minions pick up the phone and say, now is the time to tell Russia to drop the info? Come on. I mean, but we we, only, we kind of actually you know? know this, I mean, John. Like, do we have the hundred percent proof? I mean, Mueller himself said that, that because of all the all the ways that they wouldn't talk to him. Hell, we know Trump destroyed documents. Now, not that right. we didn't know that already, but now we know right. know that. Hell, he, he moved some of them. Some of them are hanging out at Mar-a-Lago, like that nice little uh, right. Sharpie <clears throat> map of his. Apparently, is it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the stuff. But he his people were talking to Roger Stone. Roger right. Stone was talking to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks was talking. Oh, right. All of that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's just, all of that it, it's yeah. Impo- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's impossible yeah. to, to believe that when Trump said that on TV, oh, we'd be very happy. We'd be very interested to see what happens in these emails. Right. That was a signal. And then they released right. them all. Right. And they, there right. are two times, and there may have been other times I can think of. One was, one was as you just said, it was the most defensive time, which was the Access Hollywood tape. The set the other time they did it, which was uh, the, the time to stop the most offensive opportunity by the right. Clinton campaign, which is right before the DNC convention, to cause the biggest amount of oh didn't of didn't she have to didn't it. she have to step down Wasserman Schultz because of this crap? Who was she our DNC step chair? Down. Like their apologies had to go back and forth. Remember our friend Neera Candon? They exposed some things yeah. she had said about David yeah. Brock, and I mean they caused yeah yeah yes at yeah. a time when they were supposed to all be coming together. They yep. caused all this dissension. Yeah. Well, and I guess the reason I threw in, like, you know, regardless of what actually happened, regardless of the intent, the point is what Carter's getting at is clearly this threw things for a loop. Clearly it helped Trump and it hurt Hillary a lot going right into the election. And the idea that Trump wouldn't have won but for Russia's interference Give me a, I mean, you know, it's, we can't prove it, obviously, because how do you prove the tangible, you know, intangible, how many right. votes it swayed, but give me a break. I mean, that and Comey did it for her. Well, right. I so, said the yeah. Comey thing finished it off. Yeah. I still think yeah. she might have won if, if it weren't for Comey. But yeah. that also, 
the, the narrative then also mm. the entire time of 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 that huh. oh she's this obnoxious woman with some of the sexism in there she's yeah. she's just there because she's a woman she doesn't really know what she's doing you know blah 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 blah, blah. and then they bring up the uh they bring mm. up the, the the what do you call it the um mm. the email stuff to make it look like she doesn't oh, yeah. know what she's doing yeah. and oh we've hacked into her email she must not have very good email security right. like all of that stuff right. played into each other to to create this this image of her the Russians yeah. maybe <clears throat> go back and watch the Americans everybody they are experts at this shit and they didn't used to yeah. have the internet to help them yeah yeah you know I mean oh, I, anyway I, I I would say to anyway. you yep. like. I, I haven't read Kathleen Paul Jamison's book yet. I would have to read to see what you know she offers in, in, in terms of proof right. and all that. But when an election, when you lose by three million votes right. and you only win uh, by a combined 77,003 states, right. it is very hard for me to believe. And a lot of people that, that like African-American turnout fell and they were targeting African-Americans and saying, just don't vote for either of them. It's very right. hard for me to believe right. that, that that didn't make the difference. Right. Yep. Um, so uh, let's – got several things here. We've got the Supreme Court gerrymandering, the disinformation, and the trucker protest. I definitely want to talk about the trucker protest. Um, maybe uh, you're more of the GOP. I mean you, you, you sort of done a lot of the previous you're segment. But nonetheless, of the GOP? Is that what you just said? No, but you're more of the gerrymandering. So I, I, I would – I mean – you you just sort of did that last segment, but nonetheless, you're more up in the gerrymandering. Why don't you tell people what happened, and then I'll and then I'll do the disinformation segment next, so to speak. And we got three topics. Summarize this in ten seconds. I'm not Ooh. sure there's much more to say. Name that too. We know what they're doing around gerrymandering mm-hmm. everywhere. So what they did in, in Alabama, of all places, a lower mm-hmm. court, federal court, said mm-hmm. that this is bullshit. You're purposely splitting this up to make sure that there can't be a district representing. The significant African American population in the in the state, which is about a quarter of right. the state, is African American, right. um, and so what, and they said that you're you're giving this up too much, basically you're German, and right. and it went to the court, and it went to the Supreme Court, which could have just done what they've done in the past and said no, we're going to stay out of this because that's what they said they would do. They had <clears> the state should decide, except for when the states decide against them. Apparently, right. then they should get involved. And by a 5-4 decision, which should tell you how radical this is, they even mm. lost Roberts, who was the, the – right. he was the one who wrote the opinion over – to you know, that's saying, oh, we don't need the Voting Rights Act right. anymore. And Shelby versus guess what else? Alabama back in 2011, right. 12. They even lost him. This thing is so ridiculous. Right. But that's what happens when you install Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and these people and steal Supreme Court seats. Right. One by a 5-4 margin. I mean, there's nothing else to say except for it's outrageous. Yep. It's a ridiculous yep. gerrymandering. And thankfully, it only affects one seat. Yep. But it also means they could start going after the, both the Supreme Court here in Ohio again yesterday, for the second time, rejected another Republican map for being ridiculous. And the North Carolina Supreme Court rejected right. a Republican map because thankfully, we both of these states prioritized electing sane people to the Supreme Court. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen because these guys have said right. they're going to stay out of it. They could jump back in the, the, right. the Supreme Court and overturn it. So right. that's where we are. All right. Um, tyranny, of, tyranny of the robe five. Yep. Well, and that's what happens. Well, not when you lose elections. That's what happens when you steal elections. Um, but, uh, well, you know, which leads us into GOP disinformation and messaging, because, again, think of the election of 2016 for the second time in less than 20 years. 
fewer than no less than 20 fewer than 20 years whatever less than 20 years i think fewer. less than 20 years whichever but the for the first time since twice since 2000 and 2000 <laughs> um democrats lost the presidency even though we won the popular vote had that happened to republicans not only would it never happen again because all the rules and laws and constitution and everything else would be changed i'm but not sure our never, nation would still exist if it had happened to them no they would have they would have they would the stand up early. And either would do what they yeah. wanted or they would yeah. have a civil war twice cliff twice and and we don't even talk about it anymore. And I would argue it's considered poor form to even suggest that Trump was illegitimate because of it. We don't ever talk about it. People didn't talk about it while Trump was president. That would have been an easy talking point on every single issue. You say, yeah, but you know, he didn't even have a mandate because people actually voted for her. So they, I mean, think of what Mitch McConnell do. Mitch McConnell, if, if he was a Democrat, Mitch McConnell would say, well, actually, Millions of people voted for our agenda of tax. Actually, we don't have to guess what he would say, John, because we know he did it. What he said was the reason why Hmm. the reason why um, we needed to wait and we couldn't put somebody in the Supreme Hmm. Court when we when Obama. Oh, right. 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 Because at that time, we needed to wait and give the American people their their chance to speak on the subject. However, with, with Coney Barrett. It was a completely different thing because according to Mitch McConnell, we had just had an election where more people voted for Republicans for the House and Senate. So clearly people had shown their their preference yeah. For, yeah. for Republicans yeah. at that point. Yeah. So they were able to do it. The American people – the this is actually – and I kept saying this. I kept saying because of a quirk. Because of a quirk in the way we – it's not a quirk. I'm like, oh, it sure is. Because of a quirk in the way we elect presidents, but Trump became president. But the American people made clear who they wanted. They wanted Hillary Clinton, and specifically, they wanted education. They wanted – I mean, you go through her little list, litany of things. And, you know, it doesn't mean you win, but anyway. So the reason I bring this up is I'm looking at Twitter this morning, and I see – You know um, a place where I'm not allowed to tweet? The place where twit, 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 where Cliff is not allowed the place to tweet. Where, where I've been put in jail, folks. Where Cliff is in jail. And I subscribe <laughs> to this to this uh, Twitter feed called Trump Alert or Trump's Alert. And it shows you every time a Trump likes or retweets something. And I look and all of a sudden I see that um, Don Jr. has liked a series of tweets. And I look at them and there many of them are from blue, blue check marks, which are the verified Twitter accounts. So they're usually people with some influence. And it says, for example, the first one. The science, yes, the political science, and you click through further and you see it's some big right winger talking about how all these mask mandates aren't based on science. Then I go to the next one, Rob Schneider, Cliff's favorite. The science hasn't changed. The wind has, and we see which way the wind is blowing. He's talking about masks. Wait, why is Rob Schneider my favorite? I just, you've gone after him before, I thought. I think I made fun of him as just a guy on Twitter who just says making copies 50 times and then doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a big thing on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. Then another guy, Tim Young, who I don't know, but I banned him years ago, and he's another big right winger. Democrats yeah. trust the science, which really means trust the polls and pretend you never knew wanted. Blah, blah, blah. Then we've got Stephen Miller. Isn't it fascinating how the science, quote unquote, keeps changing to suit Democrats' political objectives? Which Stephen Miller is it? Because there's two of them. Oh, it's the bad one. It's the bad one. You know, the other one's bad too. Yeah, but this there's is another one who's a, who's White a, House. Who, who for a little bit was sort of a semi never Trumper. He's a right wing dick. Uh, he's like, oh. a, I got some podcast and then he went back to to being pretty oh. much a Trumper. I think yeah. this is White House Stephen Miller. Either way, he's a right winger. So yeah. what you've got here is over the last 12 hours, somebody sent out the message that um, that we've got a new message talking point on masks and it's all about science. And even though I'm sure they've mentioned this before, everybody's t- and I pulled up several additional tweets. I, I did a little search on it, too. And again, blue check marks. 
Uh, one guy going after Gavin Newsom. Uh, Gavin Newsom, Eric Garcetti, blah, blah, blah. They have masks strapped to your kid's face, but the rules never apply to them. This is not about science anymore. Somebody going after New Jersey governor will eliminate school mask mandates. Mind you, you think this would be a positive on the right, right? A, a governor so, getting and, rid and of mask mandates. What's important huh. about this, John, because it adds to what you're saying, huh. is yesterday when this whole thing transpired with me for what I got myself in mm. trouble for, it was right. that exact topic. And it oh, was a guy there you, who go. Was, you know, who was a, who was a blue check marked staffer at there you club go. for growth there you who go. came after me. So you could guess the talking point yep. landed at club for growth to go yep. after us on this. And yep. there he was. Yeah. This, I, I'll, I'll just give two more. This Sam guy, again, blue check mark going after New Jersey governor, considering cloth masks are completely useless, completely useless against COVID. The decision was based on science. And then finally, another guy, blue check mark. What are you waiting for? Clearly, follow the science is just a political slogan. He goes on about masks and he's attacking Liana Wen, who's a big doctor, goes on CNN. Clearly, somebody organized the messaging. They organized a centralized messaging. They organized a network of people. They then disseminated the the message to the network of people. The people then dutifully retweeted and wrote it in their own little words, but used the key words, science, masks, et cetera, um, key people to attack, Liana Wen, et cetera. And then um, Donald Trump Jr. was told to come in and either retweet or like the various tweets because he's got a big account that's powerful. And if he likes their tweets, it gives a little more oomph. He amplifies and then, yes, of course. Well, it helps with Twitter's like back end computer stuff that they go. It helps with the algorithm, but also a lot more right wingers with big accounts see it when he does it. Correct. correct. It helps in, in various ways. He's able to then use his leverage. And the point is, all of this was clearly coordinated. And as I've said before, not, I mean, I'll, I won't go again with, we don't do this shit because we don't, but I wanted to give an example of a, po- not a positive example, but a negative example, but a, a, an example of how messaging is done. Cause we always talk about what we're not doing. This is what you should do. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Cliff, we were talking about the very fact that, you know, and, and again, it's not just us, but nobody at the White House reaches out to us ever. I mean, they did in the old White Houses, the Democrat ones, Democratic ones, Democratic. Well, it's not, it's not even that. Did you see Brian Boyler recently had a um, hmm. had a had a thread on this? Huh. You know, where like the whole thing came out about which of the specific awful things hmm. was it? Hmm. Um, something on January sixth. I can't think what it was. If it was, or maybe it was the document shredding, or I don't know. Hmm. And he was like, "God, I, I'd love to have a Democratic Party that that." Uh, when this kind of stuff happened, you know, responded like this. And he kind of showed like mm. he, he compared it and showed like a tweet from a, mm. a right winger, you know, going after, you know, harshly on on this mm. stuff. And then he showed Nancy Pelosi and Steady Hoyer's yeah. Um, yeah. accounts. And yeah. they both were like huge economic numbers and the blah, 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 blah. You know, like they, they, they basically were ignoring this. Right, they were they yeah. were ignoring what it was worse though. Which I, I mean, yes. I'll, I'll try to find it. But the point is, and then a bunch of our own people went after Brian because these days you can't yeah. do both. Yeah. You apparently cannot criticize from a point of saying why is it that we refuse to do this, yeah. but also be somebody who's doing it for the right reasons. Like I have to apparently be some Jill Stein leftist to do this, who's trying to undermine Democrats as opposed to saying. Right fucking do this please so we'll right. win for the love of god <laughs> like they are different things yeah they're very different things you know and like that is what is so frustrating about it is that there's some of us who don't come from a place of in fact i spend a lot of time sending out biden boom stuff probably more than they do mm-hmm. sadly about how well the economy is doing and, and how all this stuff about right. you know inflation is just you know the, the right using bullshit and and you know yeah there's inflation there's also inflation right. 
inflation nationally. There was going to be some inflation when there, there was a shortage uh, of of various products and that kind of stuff. Right. It's inevitable to be a little, but compared to the, the incredible economic numbers, I mean, we just talked about the other yeah. day those jobs yeah. numbers. Yeah. So I do that stuff all the time, but I, but I'm still suspect if I criticize that. Like, how how well, is it that people, we're sitting there on a day yes. when you find out something else awful that these people yes. did? to attack our democracy and we're just like hey well, great but, trade numbers today but cliff the problem there's a couple things going on one with the messaging overall and i think this i am con- this is why i said even like durbin criticizing biden uh, going after uh, uh mitch mcconnell and everybody else it's all planned and it's all planned from the center and unfortunately at the democratic center i will say the left cent- the the lefty center whatever all of us on the left the the people who run things are terrified of rocking the boat they are always i mean the literally the thing they will always have in the back of their mind is but the next cuz the house gets reelected every 2 years the entire house the senate a third of the senate so every time you have an election you got another election in less than 2 years they're always worried about the next election and their democratic theory is don't rock the boat. So it's let's stick. The messaging is the economy and we're going to fix the economy. We're going to fix COVID. And that's all we're going to talk about. And we didn't talk about the negative stuff. And by the way, Cliff, this is like them talking. Youngkin proved in, in, uh, in Virginia that if you go negative, it's not enough. It's not enough to go negative. We've got to go positive and we can't get them off of our message. And that's the whole freaking messaging that's out there. And that's what these guys do this. I mean, that's it. What, what's it's well, what's again? What's I'm not saying it's right, but I mean that's. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Last little point. Last little point. And the yeah. other thing is, the other thing is, and I found this especially going after Obama ten years ago on the gay stuff, or ten years plus at this point. Um, our side can't, understandably, but annoyingly, gets very upset when we criticize our own. And to some degree, that's not a bad thing because I get pissed when the far left just simply wants to convince Democrats not to vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, when the far left, for example, magnifies the message, yes, what have Democrats ever done for African Americans? And you're like, no, really? Like, you know. to her, like, there's no difference between the parties. Right. Yes. So, 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 so there is a natural instinct to A, I think it's good that we defend when that happens because that's bullshit. Of course, because it's but, bullshit. But if it's but they suck, people, why can't we explain that to people? Well, and what they don't appreciate, Cliff, is that we can't make Democrats do the right thing unless we do criticize them. What we found with Obama was, and a lot of stuff, especially gay rights, LGBT rights, we beat him up and he changed because he was tired of getting beaten up by the left. And and, he, and they started worrying about donations from gays and everything else. We had to create a climate where people were pissed and then the party changed. So you, it, it's a fine, it's a game of chicken, so to speak. Like you don't want to hurt the party, but you have to threaten to hurt the party almost to sometimes make them change. And that's look, we um, went through the same. I mean, yeah. you know, the thing that was that's always been so frustrating. I mean, it's hmm. it, it's always like you feel like you're Lucy and the ball is being pulled away from you. Lucy. But, oh, no, different, but different for Lucy. that short period of time in 2009 and around whenever it was, we had 60 votes right. in the Senate. We had a huge majority in the House. Right. And and I was doing this stuff for every town. And we had guns sitting right there. But, but the common wisdom at that point was, oh, don't touch guns. It'll, right. it'll, you know, you'll lose. And Obama was scared to touch it. And so we pressured him and pushed him from the left. Eventually, he got it after Newtown. But the sad truth of it is, after Newtown, we no longer had a filibuster-proof uh, majority. We had 55 right. votes in the Senate, including four Republicans. Who, and one of them, Tui, co-sponsored it who were ready to, to say enough and vote for this thing. But by then, <clears throat> 55 votes was no longer enough. And so it's like, you know, like it, it does matter. And you can criticize from the left on key issues. But we didn't criticize from the left in, in, on guns. And I don't think you did on gay rights stuff and say, 
Democrats are awful. Everybody's the same. Both sides are the same. Don't no, vote. Exactly. Obama's right. terrible. Right. Obama's, right. Obama's the worst right. president we've had. Right. That's not the messaging. Right. That's not. Exactly. The messaging is you promise better. We do better. This is what our party believes in. You're failing us. Why are you failing us? Why aren't you defending us? And then it's a much more – but having said that, though, Cliff, it is not unlike – the African-American messaging that folks are putting out there and they're trying to convince African-Americans that these guys don't care about you. And I think there's, you know, it's absolutely. Yeah, no, but our, but there have been, I have seen far too many people on our side talking about, and frankly, Cori Bush does this. She does it to everybody. Actually. Well, I was going to say, you know, you do it too, but yeah, but not, yeah. Not, I mean, it depends. Well, no, but you know what? Actually, on our side, actually, some people there that I'm not so sure are on our side. No, but Mike, I'm actually concerned about the African American messaging because there has been a message going out, and I think it's getting more mainstreamed that Democrats don't do enough for African Americans and don't care oh, about African Americans. You know, it comes from that the, has been the right pushes it, the far left yeah. pushes it. There, there's, yeah. there's simply no doubt. But then, but I'm worried that it's becoming a little more entrenched, a little more mainstream Demo- uh, Democratic left. And frankly, African-Americans themselves he keep hearing the message and they think, which also I can appreciate if you're African-American and you're uh, uh, you know, working class or whatever, you probably feel like life isn't getting better. Like most working class people in America probably today. But nonetheless, you've got or unique, unique battles in general. <laughs> yeah, well, but they're, they, they've also got unique battles that they're fighting because no, of the racism I, and everything else. But, that, but, but nonetheless, I, anyway, whatever. It is a fine place line. I disagree with you. Is I don't, you know, the people that I consider to be your mm-hmm. Hakeem Jeffries and your Richie Torres and your the people Rich that I amazing. consider to be yep. like center left, you know, yep. to even left progressive yep. mainstream voices on these issues. I don't right. see them doing that at all. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. far left people who have sadly too much credibility and yeah. don't and, and are basically are activists and have no understanding of you're now in the political mm-hmm. world. You're no longer an activist. So the what you do and how you, you work is different. Say yeah. and that's who I think of when I think of yeah. Cory Bush doing that stuff that that yes, I think harms us incredibly. Yeah. So I what I want to and we'll close up with this one because we've got another topic, but I wanted to read this weather this local weather guy, weather whatever you call them, forecaster, I don't know, whatever they're called on TV, weather dude, um, neat guy. I was sort of following him and he was just doing like cool Twitter stuff. Young guy, probably like 22, um, smart, energetic weather guy, d- kept doing videos and things of, you know, pr- with, anyway, gets hired by the local Fox affiliate. And by the way, the local affiliates tend to be pretty normal. You know, they're not, they're not like crazy. Like, even, if they're owned, if they're, owned, they're not all oh, owned Sinclair or whatever. Fox, yeah. If they're owned by Sinclair. Yeah. Then it's a little different. Ours, but, yeah, I think, same. is even the even the local reporter here told me once because I was like Fox. I was going on about a police issue, and she was like about crime, and the police weren't fighting. Basically, we had like rampant crime, and the police were literally ignoring crimes, and violent crimes. And uh, and she, I was, I even said, I said, you know, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with Fox. She goes, No, 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 we're not like them. <laughs> like even the reporter, she goes, "We have nothing to do with them. Like they're crazy." I was like, "Okay, thank you." And she was. She did great reporting, and it wasn't the crazy. It wasn't like the crazy racist shit that it was normal DC news. In any case, so Matthew Capucci, great guy, um, a lot of fun. He was talking about how to message the weather, and his big thing is he's clearly a little brainiac. Went to Harvard and MIT, but he's also super um, sort of effusively neat. You know, likes to talk. He gets excited about the weather and explains it in a way you can understand. And he put out this tweet because they were talking about sort of a lot of people, I guess, and the people who study to become meteorologists or whatever. There's a lot of the, well, you've got to have advanced calculus, and they try to scare everybody. He wrote, 
It's something that frustrates me internally with meteorology. Sometimes we need to simplify things for the public. If we talk like we're teaching a 300-level graduate class in meteorology, we alienate the public, meaning weather predictions. If we make complex science soft serve, like soft serve ice cream, we accomplish our goal. And that is something that we talk about all the time. It's that little brouhaha I had on Twitter the other week and everything else, which is, you know, our goal should always be to communicate in the way that is most likely to influence people and to change their minds and to get them to agree with us or not even change their minds, to get them revved up to do what we want. And if that means that, A, you've got to step forward to freaking bad, you have to step forward, meaning you and me and everybody else, you and I. We've got, it's our job to get the messaging out there. It's our job to spoon feed it, soft serve to people. People got on my case because I said, no one's going to Google words you use or, or abbreviations that nobody knows. Well, it's their damn job to Google. The, if they don't understand my message, they can Google it. I said, if somebody doesn't understand your message, they're not Googling it. They're moving on. And what Matthew said, you've got to literally hand your message to people. I always say this, you write a press release that they can reprint themselves if they need to right? You give them all the definitions. You give them all the stuff. You make it so easy. If they're going to, if you say write to Congress or email so-and-so, you say, here's the message. You give them the message. You make it as easy as, and say they're lazy, say they're, it doesn't matter. Like in Matt's case, you, he wants to inform people about what's going on with the weather. So he makes it easy. I want people to act politically. Cliff does too. You make your message easy and you don't complain that it's not my job. Any case, I just thought it was interesting that with weather, it was a similar argument to what we're always making about messaging, you know, keep it simple, stupid, so to speak. Well, and, but I mean, soft serve I, to people. because I think that that's the answer. I mean, we talk about it so much mm. in politics and frankly, I think we, we need to, mm. but like, that's the answer. No matter what you're doing, if you're communicating, I don't care yeah, like, yeah. what you're, com I mean, whatever it is you're communicating in life, I don't care if it's a corporate message. I don't care if it's a nonprofit message, a political message, a hell, a personal family message. I mean, right. Clear and easy will always defeat, like you know, diluted and and difficult, and you know, around the bend to people like what yeah. the fuck did you just say? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, what the the again, I I won't go to deep into this because I've talked about this in a lot of shows, but at its best, what the messaging mm -hmm. should be is a couple of key narratives, and then those can be supported by symbols and things, and even sometimes on longer form shows, a couple of longer statistical arguments, but those are used to back up the key slogans and messages that are your narrative that should be easy. And that's, that's no, all as, as far as always gotta make say, it that, easy. That, that's, that's all I got to say about that. Always got to make it easy. Um, so last topic. Oh yeah. Let's talk about these freaking Tucker protests, Tucker, Tucker protests. I wish they were Tucker well, they protests. Actually kind Tucker, of are. He's, he's, they kind of are. He's, had, he's been encouraging it on his show. Well, and I've, so. I've got, I'm going to grab that cliff as we're that cliff, that cliff. I'm moving. You're having I'm, a good I'm, day. I'm, 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 I'm language special today. Um, I'm going to grab the clip in a second, but basically you all probably know, actually some of you may not know some of you are going, what's going on with this. So um, a bunch of anti-vax truckers, or anti-vaxxers in general in Canada get upset because there was a new rule that to cross the U S Canadian border with their trucks, they have to be vaccinated. <clears throat> and if I were Canada, I would feel that way because let's face it, coming from our country, it's like a bunch of little diseases just waiting to. It's what Republicans say about Mexicans and, and Central Americans. Especially when I say, right? If anybody should build a wall, it's Canada. Exactly. It should I be mean, like a, a yeah. wall that blocks like 
all sorts of radio and satellite signals. They yeah. literally should try to do everything they can to never let anything from bad ideas to, to COVID virus. We exploited exactly. all. <laughs> so, so they were, um, so basically said, you got to be vaccinated. The truckers flipped out because, because freedom, literally that's their big slogan, freedom. So they all decided to shut down Ottawa, the Canadian capital, hundreds of trucks, literally in front of the parliament, shutting down the streets everywhere and blaring their horns 24 and let's, hours. Can we also, day. by the way, be honest, like hmm. somebody organized that too. That didn't clearly. Just... And, and it was an American, by the way, clearly as well. There's no way Probably. the Canadians, I think there is no way that, you know, the Bannon-esque people, you know, people like him, if not him, are, didn't help the Canadians organize this entire. Oh, country. I'm sure they did, but but some but some locals there are as crazy as our yeah. crazies. Yeah. So this has been going on for a couple of weeks now. Literally, the capital is shut down. Um, you know, good businesses are getting destroyed because it's just totally shut down again. But also, people. I mean, people are getting livid who live in the capital because it's 24 hours a day of these trucks doing their horns nonstop. I mean, it's bad. Like, I mean, imagine, a, you know, yeah. truck horns too. imagine outside your apartment, 24 hours a day, multiple trucks. So people are livid, you know, what Justin Trudeau. What I would Trude- to do them is hmm. the kind of thing, if I said on Twitter, I would be banned for probably 40, oh, there you go. two hours. Oh, okay. I mean, what you got me thinking of was, but this actually did happen. So there's video that comes out the other night that some of these uh, trucker supporters, we'll leave it at that. Go into a people in a building were complaining to the trucks, a residential building, because it was like an apartment building, because literally they were complaining you know, about the trucks you just said. Yeah, they went to the trucks and said, Would okay. you please fucking stop this? You are, you know, we literally 24 hour and I meant, you know, trucks with their uh, multiple trucks in front of your house going off nonstop with the horn. So they came out while well, the trucker or the trucker supporters, whichever, got upset that these people got upset at them, snuck and there's video, snuck into the building in the middle of the night set a uh, light taped the doors shut the main doors to the building like imagine your apartment building got duct tape taped the door shut and set a fire i mean so let's this they were going to kill these people and get them like some bad movie get them stuck inside they hate us uh up in canada and i can't blame them like yeah they're this is the equivalent of the anti-maskers here at this point this is yeah so mark carney who i just i know that name who is that well, I think I do. Sounds like kind of a pretty. It sounds like Jay Carney, though. Generic right. name. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. says here Ottawa resident, but the bigger deal oh, is never mind. Former, no, no, but former governor of the Bank of Canada and the Bank of England. Oh, interesting. So okay, he kind of held high positions there. I'm going to right. quote him um, because that's probably the easiest way to yep. do this. Um, hold on, of course, my computer left. Yeah, <laughs> okay, here we go. On the, here's Mark Carney quote. On the first weekend, many Canadians who joined the demonstrations undoubtedly had peaceful objectives. Tired as we all are with unprecedented disruptions that we've all endured over the past two years, it's understandable many would come want to come to Ottawa to protest. It's a free country. Everyone should be able to express their opinions free of interference in the state, just as the press should be able to report without fear, harassment, or intimidation. Okay, but right. just wait, here it is. But right. now in its second week, no one should have any doubt. This is sedition. That's a no. word I never thought I'd use in Canada. It no. means incitement of resistance yes. to or insurrection yes. against lawful authority. Insurrection. Yes. Sound familiar? That's they what I'm having. It's yep. not the attack on the, it's quite the attack on the Capitol, but it's not far off. They are no. going through their own seditious attack by far right wingers. I tweeted that last night. I said, when is Justin Trudeau and the Canadians, when are Justin Trudeau and the Canadians going to realize that this is their January 6th? Um, it's, it's, I, I it's, you're entirely right. That's and you're, you're emboldening the extremists because also now, you know, just like that bullshit, you know, the yellow vest bullshit in France, they've expanded yep. it now to anti Trudeau, anti this, anti that. It's like, it's, it's the crazy. Now let me pull up, let me pull up Tucker. 
actually talk a minute more while I pull up Tucker because I didn't save the video, but I can find it. Um, because this Tucker thing really worries me. Talk a second. Ooh, can I read this to you too, John? Yeah, go ahead. Or, go ahead. Or, or, yeah, well, I pull this, this is up. important. This yep. is important. Canada warns against foreign interference, kind of like what you were saying about. Yep. Gee, I wonder if Steve Bannon's involved. Quote, Canada's public safety minister, this is from Time magazine, quote, Canada's public safety minister said Monday that U.S. officials should stay out of his country's domestic affairs, joining other Canadian leaders in pushing back against prominent Republicans who offered support for the protests of COVID-19 restrictions that have besieged downtown Ottawa for more than a week. Yeah, I mean, the usual is Ted Cruz, who is Canadian, sort of. Um, and some of these people were, <laughs> and we'd be Sorry. happy to send them back to you guys if you'd like them. Um, Airmail Express, I will pay whatever it costs. Um, that that you know these the that's the thing that these assholes here, if they're if they're traitors as they are to the United States of America and couldn't care because their demagoguery and their power and wealth is more important than than the, than the democracy we live in, do you think they could give two shits about Canada? Right. Like they're, that's why they're dangerous because they're dangerous now with with the with the kind of media we have now where everything they say crosses borders. Yep. They're dangerous to our foreign policy. Yep. I mean, the proper response mm -hmm. for you know in a normal time from a Republican or a Democratic administration would be to grab people like that and be like, shut the fuck up about something yep. going on in a foreign country that's an ally of ours yep. or somebody that we need to negotiate with. But that's yep. how crazy we are now. Yeah. Okay, I've got the video. Well, and again, part of this is just they want to. They don't. They want to destroy. It's, it's an anarchist thing, which is banned, and they want to destroy everything. Um, it, this is anyway. This is bad. We and we, you know, we did this to Canada. All right, hold on. This is Tucker Carlson last night. Uh, he did a lot, a bit like fifteen minutes. I watched it on the trucker band, mind you, sponsored by BMW and Toyota and Nutrisystem again. BMW and fucking Toyota sponsored this. I want you to listen to Tucker and keep in mind something that um. One of the prosecutors said this morning, a former yeah. prosecutor on CNN, talking about Trump saying, um, you know, I want you to find me 11,800 votes. And Jim Shuto and, and uh, uh, Brianna, Brianna Goladriga, the host on CNN, didn't quite understand the legal distinction. The prosecutor was saying where he said Trump talks like a mob boss. You know what he wants you to do, but he says it in a way that's very carefully legally. And what he did with those member uh, Georgia, I want you to find 11,000 votes. Trump didn't say the guy said I didn't say I didn't say I want you to find eleven thousand illegal votes. I just said I want you to find eleven thousand. Maybe I mean reasonable doubt that that go through again. I know there's hundreds of thousands of illegal votes. I want you to knock out. You know, I want you to make find them the illegal votes. Right. Meaning, I don't want you to find illegal votes. Meaning, I don't want you to find votes that don't exist. But but Trump is always careful. This is what Tucker Carlson did last night. Tucker Carlson simply made an observation about Botox. But what Trucker Carlson was doing was calling for the protest to happen here in America. I think you called him Trucker Carlson, didn't you? I, 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 I just think you're having the most. Oh my awesome God, I'm morning. writing that down. I probably am doing that. I'm going to hold on. I'm writing that down. That's really funny. <laughs> wow. I may have to steal that and I'll give you credit, of course. Really good. Trucker Carlson. Carlson. Okay, let me play. What would happen if American truck drivers decided they'd had enough of people like Joe Scarborough and went on strike? What would happen then? Well, this country would stop immediately. No more deliveries of anything. Over time, that would mean starvation for people in the cities. But even in the short term, there would be profound suffering in this country. For example, and this is something okay, I'm just going to turn off because then he goes on about, you know, about Botox. Mind you, he's 53 years old. I asked a friend of mine who used to work in Hollywood. I said, look at Tucker's picture. He goes, 
yeah, his his he's got a remarkably well-preserved face that doesn't move much for a 53-year-old. Tucker's going after everybody who uses Botox and how Botox comes from Ireland. And if we the truckers don't deliver it, all of these media people like like Mika Brzezinski and everybody. Like and, well, and is he saying this? His cheeks aren't moving. <laughs> and he's 53 years old. You're like, dude. I would, I'd be willing. He's so dude. vain. He's so like, vain. I'd be willing to bet you almost any yeah. amount of money that he's yeah, used Mr. Botox. Permitan. But the point is, he then at the end sort of recaps Tucker Carlson is calling for it to happen here in the U.S. He wants that that'll be the next insurrection to shut down American cities. And again, and they dare the government, you know, uh, Justin Trudeau in Canada. Oh, and this really it's a small point, but it's a really important point. It really pissed me off because I watched the whole broadcast. He starts the broadcast and goes explaining what's going on in Canada with all the truckers. And you know what? And you know what? You know the response. I'm going to say it. And then you tell people the truth, Cliff, because I think you know this. And you know what? Justin Trudeau, the premier, the prime minister, as soon as the truckers started protesting, oh, Mr. Freedom, Mr. This, he got scared. He left town. He took his whole family and left town because he was too afraid to be there. Why did Tucker, why did Justin Trudeau take his whole family and leave town, Cliff, the last week? You know? um, I actually don't know. They all came down with COVID. He was quarantined. That's right. That's right. I forgot. His kids got it. He got it. His spouse may have. They all had to freaking quarantine for two weeks because they all had COVID. Tucker doesn't mention this. He literally sets up his entire broadcast saying, and what did Trudeau did? He was too afraid. And that's why he took his family and left town for their own security. Are you telling me, John, I know. are you telling me that he didn't go to Cancun like most normal people? I mean, you know, the thing that gets me is, and it's. It's the most bla- – it's not even the the way they try – like Trump, we were saying, like how he'll lie and he'll say things halfway. It's not even like a halfway liable mission and anything else. He's just outright lying about the situation, about literally saying Trudeau, he got scared and he took his own kids and left your kid. He left your kids there, but he took his own kids to safety because he didn't want them. And it's like they had COVID and they were quarantining. They didn't take – I mean – he, this is how we, and BMW and Toyota were happy to bring you that fucking episode that basically called on Americans, the American right to shut down our cities, to shut down our economy. And as Tucker said, it could literally kill people, but Tucker said, let's do it. And between I gotta say, words, I haven't, Tucker said, let's do it, do it anyway. I haven't gone through like, you Jesus know, Christ. your normal middle-aged straight white guy, uh, hmm. you know, kind of middle-aged you don't have a red car yet. You don't have a right I haven't gone yet. through that, okay. so I'm yeah. hoping that maybe that that doesn't that that never arrives for me. But if it does, BMW, you're making a strong argument for why I should not overspend on your car as part of my middle aged breakdown. Just saying. Yeah, folks, if you're no, having it, a middle aged breakdown, guys yeah. out there, buy yeah. a different car. Well, and this, again, gets to Democratic messaging because who other than me do you hear talking about Tucker Carlson's advertisers having come back? And you got the big advertisers back. And people like Toyota, and we already had this, the anti-Semitism, the racism, you know, the crazy shit. Last The COVID did not remember the COVID vaccine. The boosters don't work. BMW paid for that, too. Nobody's but nobody's. And it's not like we have big organizations who get millions and millions of dollars a year in grants from all the big guys to do this. They don't fucking do it. Nobody does it. And, you know, people are like you do it. I am doing it. But like. I don't make any money. To, no one's well, paying you, you me. Whatever the hell you do, you can't do on the level. There, you can't do it. There needs to be a multi-million dollar funded yes. organization. And, and Cliff, hey, here's an idea. 
I do write about it. Does it get shared much? No, because you know what you need? It's almost as if you need a centralized organization that gets together, helps create the messaging, and then has a network of people they've created. They get the message out who uniformly send the message out on Twitter. And then the big Twitter influencers are part of the group. And then they retweet and like. And it the wouldn't tweet. just be Twitter I mean, at this point. Right? It'd be no, Twitter. It would be Snapchat. Is, it would be Instagram. It no, would of be course. TikTok. And what they would do I'm is, alluding to wait, but I'm I'm sorry, real quick, but I'm alluding yeah. to the story we said at the beginning of how the yes. Republicans have organized on COVID disinformation. That's how you do oh, it. I, and, and I'm saying what you we don't do, do is you would want you would do it so that it, it looks it, it looks and appears as it should be more organic yeah. because you'd send everybody out to share that message in the different ways yeah. that we all do. We all speak yeah. in different ways. We all we all use different media. John's on TikTok. You know, I write for the Daily Beast. We all have things that we do, and we would yeah. all ideally go and share it in those different places in our own ways. But that message would get across. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 really bad. I mean, sometimes the tweets do okay, but. BMW is still there because people have not picked up the mantle and gone after BMW and they won't. I mean, I'm going to write another piece maybe today or tomorrow about BMW and Toyota again. And this time, this time BMW and Toyota paid for Tucker Carlson to suggest that we need these protests in America to shut down the cities. And as Tucker said, people will die, Tucker said, and then still suggested that it happened anyway between the lines. And BMW and Toyota. I guess if I'm doing underst- I mean, seriously, I'm not even joking here. So I'm understanding correctly. Tucker in that segment basically said people will die and we should do it. In the way that Trump so he, and the mafia he's, boss he's, says he, we should do it, he's advocating. Wouldn't it be interesting if it happened? Cliff, wouldn't well, it be interesting if it happened? I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. advocating for something. Oh, they're gonna do it here. It's inevitable. Um, yeah. But he's he's advocating for something that would kill people. He and says openly we'll admitted it would kill people, and then he advocated for it. Well, and again, let's just play the very beginning of that little tape. What would happen if American truck drivers decided they'd had enough of people like Joe Scarborough? And went on strike. What would happen then? Well, this country would stop immediately. No more deliveries of anything. Over time, that would mean starvation for people in the cities. But even in the short term, there would be profound. Strength. I'm going to go to the end of this too, because I thought at the end. Let me see here. Charge aren't really thinking this through. Delivering the Botox stops coming, and suddenly your morning television anchors are going to look like they're 58 years old, which actually they are. Could that happen? Is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. The people in charge aren't really thinking this through. Most of the time, trends start in the United States and they move north to Canada. But this time, the opposite could happen. Gee, did you see, I mean, do you get it? It's so mafia boss, right? The opposite could happen. I'm not saying it should, Cliff, because it would kill people. They'd starve to death. But gosh, isn't it interesting the opposite could happen? I mean, Cliff, it's possible you could pick up that knife and kill your wife who's pissing you off. I'm not saying you should, but it could. I mean, literally, it's like, you know, you could go attack the Hasidic Jew on the street. I'm not saying you should, but wouldn't it be interesting? I mean, I, come on. I just, it's, yeah. he, but again, it's mafia boss Trump style. He didn't call for it. He clearly called for it, but he didn't call for it. Well, in any case, they're this sitting there and, 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 they're, so and they're sponsoring the whole damn thing. So, you know yeah. what? Anyway, they I'm going to write about it later. They can try I, to defend yeah. themselves as, as they will, but like. Oh, God. They but should I mean, be. They should have to defend themselves on that because somebody yeah. should be fucking pinning them to a wall. I mean, not physically. You know what I mean? With bleach. I, I, have, to, I have to say that. Less, exactly. Now that you're a bad guy, less, less people think that uh, yep. that I'm Tucker Carlson. And maybe ban me more from Twitter. Maybe I'll be banned from podcasts too. They'll ban me from Patreon. <laughs> you are no longer allowed to use metaphor. Oh man. 
All righty. Um, well, that was good. That was a compact little episode there, a little over an it hour. Was, was got... About an hour. Perfect. Well, we were, so, we're trying to do a little shorter here. And and, and I will say, folks, uh, just quickly, uh, we apologize. We only got one last week. But oh, if yes. you knew what Cincinnati looked like last Thursday or Friday with a foot, not foot, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Sorry. Don't, let's Cliff not exaggerate. An inch to two inches of ice underneath oh, three to four inches yeah. of snow. Yeah. Um, you understand that we couldn't leave our driveway and we're pretty much stuck at home for two days straight. Kids were out of school. I couldn't do anything. And our internet was was fried because of everybody at home. So... Uh, I couldn't get to my office, so I apologize, but there wasn't much to confirm. We're back! Well, and we had planned a guest, and the guest fell through, so like everything just kind of fell through. But we're back! Back in the saddle again? All right. Sounds like that's what you were doing, though. Aerosmith. Oh, I don't know that. No, I was just saying it. Back in the saddle again. Okay. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. It's been yep. great talking to you. Probably and, uh, see you Thursday, although Thursday got Thursday got my physical, but if we get this done early enough in the morning, John with Once they food. find out John is strong as bull, we'll be back. Well, be careful. We may be doing a podcast with me not having eaten and only having had coffee. Today is coffee and food. Imagine At just that coffee. point, I literally may just take out my earbuds and just let Seriously, go. I'm going to be revved up and ornery. <laughs> so hangry, two, hangry and racing. <laughs> the two favorite ways you all like John. Exactly. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next or later in the week. That I is. Bid you all a fond farewell. <laughs> <laughs>